and welcome to this Arsenal uh, Football Club uh, special episode of Your Sports Memo Podcast. My name is Calvin Mekonga and it's my privilege to have you join us here as we do on this um, podcast at the start of every European Premier League season. We try to get as many fans of um, the clubs about to come and preview their clubs' um, season. I'm privileged to have be doing the Arsenal to be doing the Arsenal um, season preview today. I have really listen. I really find it an honor that I have in the port um, Abu Aziz. And I call him the the Zaga. He's in the port as his bimbo at the choir. Think also that we have um, we have. Odoyo Ruth, if she's able to unmute her microphone. Lady and gentlemen, um, welcome to your Sports Memo Podcast. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to be here. This happened to be the first time I would be on a podcast talking anything Arsenal. about us now. now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, are you able to unmute your mic? And, um, good, up. Um, good afternoon, everybody. And it's great to be on the podcast. See, I don't know if Ruth's microphone is, is with us or not, but I think she will join at some point. Um, let me start with this. This is so funny. I saw a tweet, um, a video on, um, on Twitter, on X today, where um, Jeff Shoes formerly of okay. Sky Sports, was talking about who he considers the best uh, player in, um, in the best player he ever saw in the Premier League. And he said, he chose Dennis Bergkamp. Um, I saw completely where Jeff was coming from. I really did. And I, I'm not even arguing his choice. I, I had started watching Bergkamp while he was at Ajax. And I remember feeling really upset that Arsenal got him when he joined Arsenal from Inter. But I, 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 I'm going to start with um, you, Abu. Can you tell me not what you think of Dennis Bergkamp? Ooh. Yeah, Dennis Beckham happens to be one of the most technically gifted players that I have ever watched as long as football is concerned. Unfortunately, uh, many Gen Z football fans would mm. not rate Dennis Beckham because um, our mindset, our mentality about football has already changed from looking at the players' um, qualities. Now, we go check for the player stats. Mm. We go check for um, how many goals as this midfielder scored instead of looking at the midfielder's um, primary duty. Now, we start checking um, how many goals as this defender scored. When we all know that this particular stat you're talking about is not this person's primary or even secondary duty. It is just a gift, naturally. If a defender is scoring goal, it's a bonus. That is not the defender's primary duty. The players like um, Frank Lampard has made um, 
um, the modern day football fan forgets about a midfielder's primary duty. That is mm. why when some people don't rate Dennis Beckham, I don't even blame them because all they want from a midfielder right now is you must score, you must score, you must score. So mm. to me, if I see someone saying Dennis Beckham happens to be one of his favorite football player in the EPL, I mm. see sense in it. Also, it's his own opinion. Me, from my own side, a player mm. like Thierry Henry made me mm. love Arsenal, for instance. It's made me love that's football more. That's so, actually, my actually own my, opinion. Wait, wait, that was actually my first um what i was going to ask you that and i i'm happy the way you you brought us down here what i was going to ask you is who is your favorite arsenal player yeah um, i started watching i started watching arsenal long time ago and um many people would have thought as a nigerian uh kano should be your inspiration but it was thierry Henry that made me started mm watching and supporting us now mm. when i started playing football from my grassroots team i used mm. to be a winger and my kind okay. of winger is a very very pacey winger but thierry henry came to us now he was a winger that as a winger turned into a striker so i started seeing where I could utilize my pace, mm. my strengths. And from from there, I started learning how to be an attacker. Now, I'll bring this back to a few years ago. Why, why I liked that Dennis Beckham talk and mm. why I related the Dennis Beckham talk into Thierry mm. Henry. Mm. Those, those two people used to be my favorites players because I liked their partnership when both of them were playing together. Yep. Yep. There was a time yep. Dennis Beckham played just behind Thierry Henry. Their combination mm. really worked well. I grew up from a, from this area of Lagos State they call Alaba International, Ajangbadi. Mm. So, Alaba International happened to be the home of um, piracy. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever match if Arsenal is playing a match today mm. the next morning by <laughs> by 8 30 you see me at Alaba going to buy the CD of that match we played just yesterday I buy that CD and I go back home I sit alone to watch the review of that match and most of the things I am watching is Thierry Henry's movement Dennis Beckham's is link up between the midfield and the attack. Mm. Those things I was watching actually gave me more knowledge or more football knowledge. And it's still helping me till today because I have grown from somebody that used to play as a run-run winger. At a stage in my life, I have played as a number nine. As a, at a stage in my life, I have played as a number eight. Right now, I love to play as a number 10. This is simply because I have watched lots of Dennis Beckham. Mm. I have watched lots of Thierry Henry. Mm. And this has given me more insights of how to play as a midfielder 
how to play as a winger, how to play as an attacker. So basically, right. it was Thierry Henry that made me fall in love with Arsenal. Well, after mm. watching Thierry Henry for a long time, I still mm. liked Dennis Beckham along the way. So that's what's up for me. Okay. Uh, thank you, Amu. Um, Bivo, listen, Bivo, you have to forgive me. I I I cannot. There, there are four, there are five of us. No, there are four, four gentlemen here. So we have the lady, the lady, um, coming Ruth. Um, I don't know if you heard how I started. Who would you consider your favorite Arsenal player of all time? Mm-hmm. Your microphone is off. Nah. Yeah, good evening, Yeah, good evening, sir. Good evening. Welcome to your Sports Memo Podcast. Yeah, thank you so, very much for having me. Who would you consider I, your favorite? Uh, I, I think it's just so easy to go with the arena rainbow. Yeah, I think one of the major reasons why I have an Arsenal fan for over two decades now. I think it was at that point in time where he just joined us, and I would have chosen probably um, Kanoako ahead of him, but then I think um, Terry, but I'll still go with Kanoako, maybe for the fact that I was being a Nigerian, and also the fact that when he joined us from Inter Milan, I think I think that was at that period I started supporting Arsenal. I was just wondering. Is it a manager that can sign a Nigeria player with um who has an act problem mm. and everything? So I think I'll just go with Kanoako, but it's a shout for Terry, of course. But I'll go with Kanoako. Thank you. Um, Bimbo. Um, for me, it will be. I'll back down a bit. So, um. I think sometime in the early 2000s or late 90s, there was a competition on national website whereby they requested for us to vote for the um, the top 50 Arsenal players of all time. And it was very interesting because it cuts across different generations. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the likes of... Um, and I remembered my, my dad and I having an argument and he was telling me about a certain Liam Brady. And I said, really? So we're able to go back into the archives and, you know, we, we looked at that and it got me thinking because one of the things, um, there are players that are before your generation, you try to look yeah. at the video clips and the things they did there. Like mm. I tell a lot of the younger ones, there's nothing new under the sun. You've had some mm. players that are generational players and others, maybe they were unlucky to have video um recording of them but fortunately mm-hmm. we had that of Liam Brady and Liam Brady was top there for me but you know during that period the person I voted for was Dennis Beckham and you know when uh, the video you were referencing talking about Jeffries there was mm-hmm. something he said and I just smiled when he said it he said he asked Dennis a question about did he really mean that move against Newcastle and mm. then he started by saying, yes, there was luck. So he said, okay, that means he didn't mean it. But he went further to say, he knew the ball came in with a lot of power, but it was luck for him to have hit it, to turn around. And he also looked at the keeper was 
wrongly positioned. But rather mm. than Jeffrey going and saying it was pure luck, he was able to understand that because of the number of times Venice had practiced those things, it became natural. So, huh. like people would say, habits are things you do without mm, thinking. Mm, mm, it mm. comes naturally. So, guess what? He said, Dennis told him that as a kid, he used to kick the ball against the uh, the wall. He said, no, every kid yeah. did that. But he said, one thing that was different was that he understood the ball. Now, for yes. me, that is, that is deep. We are not talking That's... about people kicking football and going back and forth. That is deep. When you can talk to the football, it's something different. And guess what? Not a lot of players have those kind of. So for me, Dennis comes in that rank of people that I call gifted, skillful, but they didn't just sit on their talent. They mm. spoke to the ball. They spoke to the ball and he had that tenacity. So for me, it will be Dennis. No doubt. Thank you for joining us, Rutimi. Rutimi, Dada has also joined us. Rutimi, very quickly, so that we can go get into uh, the business of today. Who would you choose as your um, favorite Arsenal player? Okay. Hello, good evening, um, lady and um, gentlemen. Always nice to be on this podcast. My favorite Arsenal player um, has to be Thierry Henry. I mean, it's. Um, it's it's purely an um, emotional um, Mr. Arsenal thing. Um, if you're looking at who personifies what Arsenal is um, all about over the last um, few decades, it's just going to be Thierry Henry. His um, passion, his um, skill, it's um, that Johnny Foreigner element which makes um, everybody hate Arsenal in England. So it's um, for me, it's just Henry. Is Mr. Arsenal for me? Excellent. You know, um, that there's this goal that is Bergkamp scored. That I don't know whether I have to come YouTube to find that goal. It was um, during a preseason friendly while he was at Ajax against um, against Real against Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. I swear, I, anybody hearing the sound of my voice should go. And look for that goal. Ajax were in green. I think it was in the summer of '93. I think it was in the summer of '93 because we were at home from Unilag at the time because of one riot. So the summer of '93, and ah, it was absolutely summer of '92. Sorry, not '93. Summer of '92. It was a phenomenal goal. I can't try to describe it. Will not do it justice. I'm not even going to try and describe it, but it was a kind of goal that only Dennis Bergkamp can score. So we're going to the business of the season. I am the business of this sport. There's something, there's this feeling I get when I read Arsenal fans on on X, formerly Twitter, on Facebook. Even when people like um, wrote to me, send me messages. Even when Ruth is doing a status update, I get this feeling that Arsenal fans believe strongly that this is their season. Um, where do I start? Yeah, carry on, Rutimi, since you're the last person to speak. Why do you think this is your season? Uh, well, that's a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's difficult to describe. 
but you see, it's um, it's all about um, there's a new Arsenal. Over the last um, few years, Arsenal have kind of went into a dip, and mm. then Ateta has come in, and Arsenal has now gone into a transition period, and it seems like we're just kicking into that um, in from into that um, from transition now into being a title-winning uh, team. Last season, we became a title-challenging team. But that extra, the extra two the from the last two seasons, it seems like the young boys are growing in confidence. They are growing mm-hmm. in maturity. They've mm-hmm. tasted the disappointment last season. I can bet mm-hmm. you that given an eight-point gap, this season, and you are looking mm. at the business end of things, they are not mm. going to bottle it. They are not going to bottle it. Our first two matches this season, you can see that there is a fight in Arsenal. Arsenal has become a team that is extremely difficult to beat, given even the nefarious conditions. Either you are playing against the local <laughs> crowd, you are playing against the ref, the other team is... You, 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 you make me laugh. But, what do you mean by nefarious condition? Nefarious condition is a football match you don't need me. You see, when I, was, when, I was, when I was talking about when I was talking about um, uh, who my favorite um, Arsenal player was, you know I mentioned something about um, Arsenal being Johnny Foreigner. Yes. There's this thing about Arsenal that I, I, I don't know, maybe it rankles the FA, it rankles other um, English fans. But Arsenal has always been the, the, the team that is on the outside trying to be on the inside of the That's not ball. true. That is not true, Rotary. That's not rooted in fans. It's not true. No, seriously, that's, that's not true. But I, you, 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 you I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about um, um, Arsenal of uh, from the one one uh, one nil to the Arsenal. I'm talking yeah. of um, Arsenal of the of the Premier League era. No man. Arsenal has been. No, Arsenal has been that team. Arsenal, are you know there's, there's that quote by George Graham, I think it was that says, um, um, "They love to hate us, but we don't care." There's, I'm, that, I'm paraphrasing that, now. George Graham's followers were hated because they were rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> that just sums up. That just sums up what Arsenal is about. Really. It's always us against the world. Oh God! Stay there, Ruti. People. Do you do you okay, Bingo, from just from where um Rotimi has stopped, you were quietly confident um going into last season that um you were going to do it. As you said, that you had this feeling about um you had this two thousand and four feeling all over again. That's what you were saying when we had this episode last year. This this is let me let me let me say something with regards to what Ruth me has said. I am an experienced campaigner when it comes to league campaigns. One of the big mistakes people make is that they think that just by finishing second, that the very next season they can finish first. That is not rooted in reality. I know for a fact, I believe so strongly. 
Well, Liverpool will not have as bad a season as they had last season. There is absolutely no chance that Chelsea will have as bad a season as they had last season. So all of a sudden, it makes it means that the 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 campaign is going to be tougher than it was last season. Bimbo. Okay, for starters, I'm no longer a betting man, but um, one of the things I will tell you, and you're correct, that uh, a team finishing second the previous season does not mean that they will come and automatically become title contenders. But if there's one thing that I've learned about life, you see, um, you get to see what I call patterns and things. Mm. Ateta came in, Ateta came in, the club was in a disarray. When I mean disarray, and he knew that there was going to be a lot of work to get us back. Nobody, nobody, and I repeat, I looked at um, a compilation of 30 pundits and from BBC to the like, and nobody gave us the chance to be in the top four. Nobody. Even the so-called mm. Arsenal people said, well, the, the journalists that covered Arsenal said, okay, finish top six. And I told you at the beginning of the season, I had the vibes of 2004. Guess mm. what? We could have gone all the way. Unfortunately, we didn't know the impact of the one I call Rolls Royce, William Saliba. His impact could. I remember a couple of times that wrote to me, we see certain things, and he would send me a message, and I'll tell him, relax, it's possible. But the impact that we had, for me, Saliba's injury derailed us, but it wasn't just about Saliba. We yeah. lost out to Tomiyasu that could have filled in for him. So guess what happened last season? We got derailed. And guess what? We have a manager that is aggressive. They went ruthlessly. Ruthlessly. When I mean ruthlessly, I've never seen it in all the years. And this is over 30-something years I've been following us now. The way we went for our targets and breaking our record. And guess what? The owners also believed. So everybody coming back. Um, the pundits again I've given it to City this year but you know what there will be times that Arsenal are not going to be elaborate they will get the job done so this season I'm tipping them to go all the way and guess what it wasn't about just coming second it's about the momentum the kind of players people coming into field and guess what you will see different people think oh Ateta or Pep tinkers with teams and Ateta is going to look at the team based on your position and people will find it even difficult playing against Arsenal. You're going to be some surprises in the in the lineup. I'm very sure you look at it, you ask yourself, what's Pate doing on right full back? What is this particular player? The manager will be looking at opposition, but it's going to be an interesting season. And just to answer your question, I no longer bet, but if I was still a betting man, I would tell you, put your money on Arsenal this season. They are winning the title. Abu, go on. Let 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 me tell us why um, um, convince your fellow Arsenal fans. Not this one's on the pod because no, this one's on the pod already believe that they will. I would fight. be. I would be very very sincere. I was one of the few or the few Arsenal fans that believed Arsenal would win the league last season. Last season or not this season. And my reasons were that uh, my reasons last season was that almost all our players were in top form 
immediately the season started. Mm-hmm. Our number nine was in top form. Martinelli was in top form. Our defense was a padlock. And a Thomas Pate is someone that in the whole of the EPL, there are just few people that would that would be on the field and tell Thomas Thomas Pate go sit down. No bad guy. Very good footballer. It is very you good get? footballer. So really like, I was extremely <laughs> comfortable after watching three of our matches. I watched Man City. They were struggling at the beginning of last season. They were mm. they were winning their matches, but they were struggling. Mm. I watched their match against Newcastle. I think they were two goals down. They had to struggle. I watched Manchester United. I think Manchester United lost two of their first matches. Mm. I watched the other teams and I told myself that, bro, if Arsenal continue this way, we would get to a very, very big level. Then after many matches, I still looked at the same Arsenal. That momentum was still very, very high. We were doing everything well. Then there is this thing that I always tell myself. As a team, you should have a plan A, you should have a plan B, you should have a plan C. There is this thing, I don't know if I should call it a mistake that I made last season. I don't know if I should call it a mistake, but I saw it that way. The same way we start the first league match, we took that same way to almost week 35 or 34. Like, same three up front, four at the back. There are some times we needed to tweak formations. There are some matches. There is this thing my um, school coach used to tell me. Sometimes, uh, tweak formation. No two match, they the same. There are some matches that you you don't even need to play 4-3-3. There are some matches you you need to just go 3-5-2, 3-4-1-2. You need to just tweak things. There are some matches you could go 4-4-2. So, unfortunately, we couldn't manage some of those situations. Now, talking about William Saliba, he happened to be one of our best players last season. But, um, like I said earlier, there are some matches that you need to manage some players. If you have seen that this player has played some amount of matches, mm. you rest him for another player to play. It is not like you are benching that player. It is because I just rest him. fatigue would surely set in. It is a normal something. It is a normal something. Towards the end of the season, a Bukayo Saka that happened to be one of the best wingers in the EPL he turned to someone that cannot even go a 1v1 against a defender because he was tired, he was fatigued. A Thomas Pate that happened to be one of the best DM, he got tired mm. and couldn't do the basic anymore. Whereas we had a Joginho on the bench that could do a very, very good job. Joginho is not better than Pate, but he could have at least given us some good Abu, quality in that Abu. midfield. So our Cal, 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 Calvin, Calvin, Abu, uh, Abu, Abu. I'm a big wait, wait, wait. Abu, 
what I'm going to find out from you, eh? Abu, can you hear me, Abu? I, I can hear you. Yes, what I want to find out from you, eh? Very quickly, if you can, is all these things that you've enumerated, right? Why do you think it will be different this season? Yeah, it is very, very different this season right now because um, most of our players haven't even gotten themselves well. Ekai Avats of last season, his mm. body language, his body language, like, was very, very low. He's into the Arsenal team right now. He's trying to pick himself up. He's doing extremely well right now, but he still mm -hmm. hasn't gotten what we need in that position. But I would not take anything away from him that he's doing very, very well now. But in that position he plays, we need mm -hmm. assists, we need goals from him. Now, mm -hmm. one of our most influential players in the team, Zinchenko, hasn't been playing mm -hmm. because he has been injured. Our number nine is just coming back from injury. Our left central back, Gabriel, mm. he hasn't started the two matches we have played. So it's like okay. we are still trying to gel. Unlike last season where we gelled from the first match. Right now, we are still mm. trying to gel. But one good thing about the Arsenal right now is mentality-wise, mm. we are up there. Because the two matches we have played on a normal day, maybe last three seasons, we might have lost those two matches. But we have looked for every means to grind out results. So we are good for now. Right. Ruth? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, go on. You've heard this routine. You've heard me, but you've heard a book. So, wow, it's um, I was like, the, 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 the point is, um, why why would this season be different from last season? All right, I think I, I'm still going to say what I said uh, before the last season started. I can't remember if it was on our podcast or it was somewhere else. That my fear for us now is us now being us now, and then injuries and I said making few mistakes by not doing what you want to do like the last um, I think the last week I mentioned some of it uh, by not resting players or when he had to by not um, tweaking information I think we had we actually had he had a lot of he received a lot of criticism last season for just playing one person I for one I said it almost everywhere that I was no longer comfortable with what Ateta was playing it was as if almost all the 19th century um, in, in the league, I've gotten hold of, of the tactics, the formation, how it's going to set out on each, um, on every match day. So, and I think that was one of the reasons why we, um, we fell apart in some of those games. I, I think in those three draws we had, it was like they've gotten him and they knew what he was going to bring on board. It was the same reason why he lost to Manchester City on both legs. That being said, I think he's trying to change that this season. He's, um, he's picking the formation like we, we actually expected him to. Do last season. I'll be hit to be complaining. I'm, I'm actually one of those that complain also this season. But then it's trying to change that. It's still quite early days in the season. And I think this is the time if you want to try, do your try and error. This is the best time for you to do it. Do we have the character and the strength to carry on for this new game? And uh, Champions League is there. 
the league clubs is there, other club games are, are there as well. But we have the strength to carry on for those type of games. I think we should um that flashes of those things last season. I think I think we can. But if we can avoid injuries this season. And then I don't think other teams. I do not think other teams are really ready. Yes, our dream is still that Liverpool. Yes, Liverpool are actually one of my favorites to win the league aside our club, of course. And then Manchester City, I don't think they are going to remain the same. Of course, they are, not, they, they are never going to remain the same. That dominance they had last season, I do not think they will be able to repeat that this season. And I don't think Chelsea, they are nowhere near it. That team does not look like they are ready for anything this season. Yes, they've gotten their players, there are, there are players here and there. But then they, they will send me time to jail. And I hope the owners um, can give the new manager, they're still the new manager as well. There are still some young players coming on board. Of course, they started the season with injuries. So for me, I think Chelsea are out of the way. I think Liverpool are going to probably be a title contender. And I think uh, for Manchester City, of course, they will always be the number one in England. Maybe we are going to fight mm. next to next for the Premier League title, of course. Because City will always be City. Of course, they've been one of the best, if not the very best in the last 10 years. But then I'll still give Arsenal a 70-90% chance of winning the league. Because I feel the players have learned from what happened last season. Of course, the manager has, uh, has also learned as well. And this is probably um, the first time, in, first time in about 10 to 15 seasons we actually got our target. Yes, we wasted a lot of time on Deparais um, and through Simba, but eventually we got them. And that's a big statement. It means Arsenal are ready to do the business. I think Ateta, you know, yes, quite all right, we had uh, a lot of issues after Saliba got injured last season, which is one of the reasons why he brought in Simba as well. Simba is injured for now, but there are also um, players that can cover up in that position. I mean, there's a game where, like the last caller said, that's yet to taste any action in the Premier League this season. So it shows the squad in depth. Emily Smith Rowe is just coming back into the midfield. I think Pepe is also probably going to deputize for Saka. I'm really hoping it's safe. Because I really don't want us to overwork Saka like we did last season. And I think also Iketa is ready to step up into the role of that deputy, the deputizing for Gabriel Jesus, why Gabriel Jesus is currently out. Of course, we have Eliandro Sussard on the left. He's not even playing because, because um, Gabriel Martinelli, of course, is going to start ahead of him any day. Best reason to lose to Ateta. And I think I also buy, uh, I also share that sentiment with him because I think. Gabriel Martelli offers a big um, cover for the left back than what they are requested. But in all, all that being said, I think there's a squad in depth, there's a place for experience of which Ateta has led last season. And that ability of not, not wanting to um, change or tweak that information, it's trying to do that at the beginning of the season and see how the thing is going to do. Of course, there's squad in depth from the defense to the midfield to the attack. Trust me, I think Arsenal will just I don't know why you're laughing. Why would I laugh? Because with the way you've gone ahead to name and name all these quality players, I frankly we should just end the season now and just give the title to to Arsenal. Um, Calvin, calm down, calm down. This is an Arsenal podcast and you called and Ruth has shared our view, so don't dampen our morale. Why not? What's my own with Amora? This is just what I'm allowed. I'm allowed. So that's why we're Amora does not concern me. That concerns you people that ask that. Yes. So, but I'm coming to you. 
let me let me let me correct an impression and it will be bad for us to while we are entitled to our to our opinion it will be bad for us to let that fly um i heard um abu talking about um the manager using the player using the stock first and foremost i step back i don't um don't think like a fan i'm a fan first of all but sometimes i take i step back one of the things i tell people is that um there are times that we say oh why is the manager not starting this player why is the manager not using me why is the manager using this kind of players over and over the first thing i want to point out is that with technology there's sport science there is no manager that will flog a player that he sees that is in the red zone there's no manager now go look at players and you ask yourself you Kevin you've played the game I've played the game no matter how we feel even when you are 50% fit you want to be there to even get your team you remember the 20 2000 nations cup that Sonny mm. Olise was ill mm. ill with temperature and everything and Nigeria was losing the guy almost ran amok and told the manager get me on the pitch and Sonny came in and changed it Now it's a risky situation for you to use but coming back to us now they have sport science and there's no way a manager will see a player that is in the red and will continue to use it the medical people will stop you the other day we saw Romero that got injured on the head and the man substituted him immediately he scored a goal and the guy was leaving he could if we left to him he could punch the manager so we need to correct that impression the second thing about players uh, people were talking about Saka was fagged out and everything. Whether you like it or not, the, the league season is a marathon. And guess what? People forget easily. Saka is a young boy coming up. But guess what? Probably after Martino Degar was the best Arsenal player. And when you have your best player, you want to use them. You get into that rhythm by playing the most number of games. So it's important. Mm. We were just there's things that no manager prepares for. Even the Fergies of this world, Rhinos Mitchells, Leon Cross. Nobody saw the Saliba back injury coming. No oh. Okay. So those things do happen. But going back, why I think that we will do better this season is not just the squad depth, but the role the number of players can get into that team. Trossard will enter the first level of any of the top 16. Trossard is not getting into Arsenal's team. It's difficult. Gabriel will enter easily into any of the top 14 teams. The man united tell them that Gabriel is available they would they would they would they would they would pay and them and lend and to get him into their to their midfield why was Pep after declaration i told somebody yeah. i said Pep what was, did it was Pep what? was also after Pep was also after Fred oh yeah but guess what Fred <laughs> was at, <laughs> at the back between between the both of us you know and you're a football person between the both of us <laughs> You can't put Declan Rice and Fred in the same sentence. No, 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 no. And no, no disrespect. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. wait. wait, wait. You can't, you can't, you can't. I know what you're saying that it was after. You could be after a player, but guess what? You need a squad, a squad player. Declan Rice mm-hmm. is to come into your team, and guess what? Probably the best English midfielder that is available today, and he has not even reached for me. He has not even reached 60 to 70 percent of his potential. So for me for us to shell that kind of money it's key. The other thing I wanted to point out is the ownership. People mm. underestimate 
the power of the ownership. Last year I was in, um, I think I shared the picture with Otimi. I was in I was in London and I went with a, a friend to Birmingham to go and watch our game against Villa. And it was at that Villa game that I believed that that season was for us when we scored that goal. I actually thought what? so. I actually thought so. That winner. I met, I that met, winner, I, thought... I, I met, I met Tim Lewis. Tim Lewis happens to be one of the, he's a lawyer and he's in the top hierarchy, but people don't know his background. He was the one that helped the Cronkies to buy their shares and get into Arsenal and eventually they put him on the board. I met Tim Lewis and we got talking and he was surprised that I knew him and we were just talking from the finance part aspect. And guess what? I wanted to take a picture with him and he said, no, you know what? Let's go. You get to meet somebody and we met Edu and we started talking briefly. And he said one thing that was happening is that everybody is in line from the ownership to the technical crew to the fans. I've been to Highbury, been to the Emirates, and what I saw last season is unprecedented. I have never mm. seen well fans. And the only way I can take you, think about when stores used to play, or shooting stars, or Inugu Rangers, and you have those die-hard supporters who sing from the beginning to the end. I started mm. seeing that at the Emirates with the Ash Button Army. So it's as if everything is lining up. But I will also buy into what Rotimi has said. The nefarious people that are ganging together for the refs of this world and the medias of this world. Those are the only people. But guess what? If we do our job, look at the look at the red card that we gave. If any other thing would have lost that game. But guess what? We dug in and got the job done. So I just wanted to point those ones out. Those are the things for me. Um I I was on a, was on a TV station to review um, the season, and I I was so even on on the night I made a tweet about um, that second yellow card to Jimmy Ashley. I, I was incensed actually by it. I I I I, I hate. I, I I cannot. I cannot abide a competent match officials. Match officials are so important to football. I can, I can forgive mistakes. They are human. I can truly forgive mistakes. But incompetence is something that really drives me mad. I, I looked at that second yellow card and I thought to myself, who gives you a free? I've looked at the context of everything that's happened in this game. I thought to myself, I need to issue a second yellow card to this guy. When I could have just game managed him and said to him, hey, one more and you're off. Don't do that again. And just award the free kick and we carry on. Now, the way Arsenal saw off the game in the end, the way they saw out the game was fantastic. I remember thinking, that's it. This is this 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 match would would when when they when the team when they get back and they debrief it, that they're going to the manager will be absolutely proud of every one of them in the way that um, Ramsdale was not flying from post to post, making save after save. Somebody might say, yeah, it was Crystal Palace, the word of um, Zaha and all of that, but no, it was a way. And it was a silence pack and Arsenal saw how he came quite comfortably. Now, look to me, outside of this, your nefarious um, um, thing that you're talking about, I, my, what I want to um, ask is where where would you think that when the 
when game is tough, when tough matches arise in late um, league season. Who you I don't I don't see Arsenal having a 20 goal 20 goal in the league score. I don't I don't see that and I, I think that could be a problem. Um okay. Can I can I say yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, you see, um, um, Calvin, um, I think you may have bought into that um, fallacy of, um, you know, everybody says you must have a 20 goal a season striker before you can, um, you know, maybe um, uh, win the league or do extremely well. But you see, last season, Arsenal proved that that is absolutely not the case. They proved nothing. No, 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 wait, 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 Calvin, it was not for a lack of goals that we didn't win the league. What was it? What it was wasn't it? for a lack of, wait, no, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me say. It wasn't for a lack of goals. You drew, we you lost drew three games. If, if, if for anything, it was because we were conceding too many goals. The games ah, yes. that we, yes, wait, yes, Ruchini, sorry, 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 no, no, sorry, Ruchini, sorry, again. Yeah. The other thing I wanted yeah. to ask is, apart from that goal, the, the goal scorer, right? Yeah. How does a team collapse because of a 21-year-old centre-back being injured? No, um, you, you're just looking at I it from a land one point, but I'll allow Rotimi to talk so that you don't play into um, it. It's okay. not just you him. See, um, you see, um, I think uh, both um, um, Ruth and um, um, Bimbo spoke about this in different ways. Mm. I would put a whole lot of the blame on Ateta. Arsenal do not use enough players to prosecute the league. Yes, sir. Mm. I think we must. I think we must be one of the teams that use the least players. There were lots of matches last season where Arsenal made uh, maybe two substitutions. Ateta has this thing in his mind of um, a first level. That he would, he would, he would die. He would live and die on the eve of those first eleven. Yes, sir. I'm already seeing shades of that happening again this season. Yes, sir. But with the um, return of uh, maybe Ezu's back to um, to form, um, and you know, probably because maybe now he has um, a whole lot more. Um, Formations that he can that he can get out of his squad, we may just escape that trap, and it will only be for our own benefit. Let me give you a, a typical example of something that um, um, Ateta would do that um, may may be counterproductive. He looks at the Kayavat and he decides, "I like this man, and I'm going to play him no matter what." Hmm. But the rest of the world will see Kayavat struggling in a midfield role and because Ateta insists on showing him into that midfield role we find that um, we now have to um, we cannot accommodate other players Trussard mm. and Smith role um, we can't have a double pivot of, um, uh, of Pate and um, Rice in the midfield to, 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 to make up for that Pate now has to uh, play this false fullback uh, role and then uh, now comes into the midfield and we lose a bit on that, um, a bit in the defense on that right hand side. But you see, the match that 
um, Albert has been most effective for Arsenal this season, as far as I'm concerned, was one against City when he played as a number nine or maybe a false nine. And Thanks. then when we are back against the wall, against, um, uh, against um, not Forest, um, Palace. Um, against Palace. Those were the times that I actually saw the beauty of Albert. But otherwise, he just um, finds a way to move other players out of the team. And um, it's, it's not optimal. It was the same thing that Ateta did last season that I felt lost us the, 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 the season. Towards the tail end, there were players that maybe fatigue, um, they were not used to the roles that they were being that they were being used to play. And we had other options on the bench. They were just not utilized. The match against Liverpool is a match in, in that, that I always look back, that I always look back to. If we had made that the tempo change five minutes before um, uh, Tierney was eventually brought in, would have won that match. I absolutely believe would have won that match. So it's you something that, that I think that, 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 that particular game. I think, I think that's, that's the Achilles ill that we have actually. That inability to utilize our sport to the fullest. There's there's another way. There's another way uh, the manager could have looked at that particular match you're talking about, the Liverpool game. He could state to you that Adam Martinelli and um, there, were, there were two counter-attack positions that Arsenal created while the game was 2-1. Two incredible positions that they, they created. Martinelli had gone and scored. That would have been the yes, yep. Martinelli. So that's, that's another way he could have looked at it. That's another way the manager could look at it and say, <coughs> Small if we had done, yes, if we had done this, uh, done that, instead of yeah. talking about the Zizekou substitution. Like, like this said now, the small margin, mm-hmm. but again, Calvin, I want you to disabuse of my, your mind of that um, 20 goal is right, uh, 20 goal. Uh, Dude, leave, 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 leave my mind. I did not a 20 goal striker last season. But guess what? We had our, our, our record all of goals ever mm-hmm. last season. Still did not win the league. There were goals from all over the pitch. Even from the league. The people who won the league had not for a not for a lack of goals, but because he's letting a few goals. Yeah, Mr. Calvin. I'm gonna come to you. Wait, wait. I know I don't want to wait. On top of what you're going to say, what what I want to ask you is um um if if anything, if anything at all, would you touch on it? If anything, what do you fear apart from Brutinism, suspicion, um, and paranoia, and which Bimbo has silently echoed? Uh, apart from those paranoid statements that both gentlemen have made, mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you think, if anything at all? Yeah, the only thing I fear is um, me, I am a professional footballer and um, I know that um, there are matches that um, you you are not in that match, no matter how you force it. Mm -hmm. Last season, we have seen occasions where 
um, Saka or Martinelli. It's either they started the game well and after some minutes, they are no longer in the game. But mm-hmm. our coach still wants them to finish that game. This wow. season, this season, we have seen Kai Avatz. Like I said earlier, he's a good player. He's trying to fit into the Arsenal team right now. But the truth is, from the 60th minute, he's already tired. And we have quality players on that bench that could do it. But just like Rutimi said, Ateta seems like he has this personal interest or likeness for Abbott. The same interest or likeness that made him play Martinelli and um, Saka almost 90 minutes in all our matches where we have a Reese Nelson and Trossard and um, Trossard mm-hmm. on the bench. Mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. matches a Saka won't pick up from the 60th, 65th minutes. Take him off. We have good bench. I would go back to that Liverpool's match. One of the things I feel that made us not win that match is we already have this mentality that whenever we are under pressure, the next person we bring in is Rob Odin to come and do clearing and forwarding. This is our mentality. And that was what Rob Odin has been doing throughout last season. Whenever we are on, uh, under pressure, we bring in Rob Odin so that whenever the opponents load the ball, he's nodding it out, he's clearing it out. Then we brought in Kiwio. Mm-hmm. This was the defender that came in from the Italian league. But we forgot that the same defender, he came into us now since January. From that January to that period we played against Liverpool, that guy hasn't started two or three matches for us now. So, he isn't even match fit. I personally expected us to bring in Jorginho into that midfield that day. So, if we had a Jorginho and Pate in that midfield that day, when we were 2-1 up, we would have kept a lot of possession against Liverpool. It would have been easy. Many people blamed Zinchenko. Yes, I also blamed him. But most of our players on that day, we kept on using the ball to do Siri, Siri, Siri. And this mm. is one problem we have been facing as Arsenal throughout last season. In the first half, we might have scored two goals. And in the second, second half, instead of us killing the game completely, we slip mm. off, we let the opponent come back into the game. This was the exact thing that happened against Crystal Palace. We were leading convincingly. We entered the second half and we slept off. They came back into the game. We were almost drawing or losing that game. And this is one place that I need Ateta to work on. Whenever we are winning a game, let's finish that game. Let's round it off. If you get a chance to flog the game, flog and well. That is my point, boss. Uh, I, I, Ruth, you're going to have to come again. When Arsenal started the season last season, when they started being on fire, I remember making a tweet that the World Cup 
that World Cup break um, between November and December was going to be a problem. I thought it was going to be a problem because I thought it was going to it was going to affect the momentum of of the team. I I I, I was thinking that the way Arsenal were going that they could have got gotten to the end of February with an unassailable lead the way they have started that season. But I thought the I don't know the stats could tell me something completely different. But I just felt that they did not need that um the break at the World Cup or a buffer. Now this season this season Arsenal have the champion they didn't have it last season. They didn't have Europe at all last season. They had the Champions League season. You've mentioned it. They, they had, they had around the Champions League is so huge. It, it affects everybody. It affects the fans. It affects um, the players. It will affect the managers. It will affect the, the teams they will play for the game before the Champions League, the game, the Champions League match itself, and the Champions uh, and the game after the Champions League match. And then you also have to factor in travel. So, how, how would you, um, what, what would be, what would be good for you in terms of this season as a whole, given all the, all the matches that Hassan will, will be playing? Ruth? The microphone is muted. Um, Bimbo, if you caught the whole of that question, could you could you go ahead? Okay, so I think first and foremost, um, the club goes into every season trying to win everything. Uh, but along the way, you get what you call the reality. And that reality mm. makes you to adjust. Could be a couple of things from your finances to your to injuries to game management personally i can tell you the goal is to win the premiership we were close last season and that's why we spent money to get reinforcement in january that's why we bought trosa for example arsenal will have waited but like i said nobody saw the saliba injury coming but guess what there could have been a replacement White could have moved back into the central defense. But guess what? Tomiyasu was out. So you had a couple of injuries that had a domino effect. So going back, going back is the target. Now, this is me talking not as an analyst now, but the romantic footballer, the romantic fan. The final of, of the Champions League is going to be in Wembley. Nicola Teta has played 12 games as both manager and captain at, at Wembley. It will be a romantic story to Arsenal to go to Wembley and win the Champions League in Wembley come 2024. For me, that will be the highlight. But guess what? The focus is to go back win the Premier League. And guess what? Who says they can't go all the way? So those are the targets now. Guess what? The, 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 hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll allow you. I'll allow you. The other part of it is that, guess what? We have, we are the kings of the FA Cup. And we love the FA yeah. Cup. With the squad depth, who says we can win the league and win a cup and have a good, good cup run? So for me, those are the priorities. But I know that above everything, the Premier League and the Champions League is going to be given priority. 
remind remember that I said I spoke as a mm. fan, as a romantic on that Wembley one. Yeah, 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 So don't quote me out of context. Mr. Bimbo, Mr. Bimbo, Mr. Bimbo, Abu, relax, relax. You know you have said a couple of things eh, that I've not argued with you. You see, it, it's one thing, eh, it's one thing for us to talk so authoritatively that, oh, this, that. But one of the things that I've also stepped back, you said you play football. You know that there are certain things a manager will know, he will see in training. There are even times that people get injured and people will keep quiet about it. They don't even talk about it. Players will mm-hmm. have to... Guess what? None of us knew um, Ramsdale lost his child until we mm-hmm. saw that interview in the Tribune. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Up to today, nobody knows the reason why Ben White was allowed to leave the England World Cup squad. So sometimes mm-hmm. there are things that even the fans don't know. We don't have the full details. And guess what? What I tell people is that a manager will see all these things that we the fans might not see. I'm not saying they are infallible. People make mistakes. Fergie will tell you he made some wrong decisions. Wenger will tell you they made some. Even Pep will tell you about things happening. Things. But all in mm-hmm. all, what you will do is to look at it that overall, guess what? The man has the interest of the club about one of the reasons why I saw last season was that, and Rotimi had alluded to it in one of our discussions, Ateta just had, he could trust just about 13 to 14 players last season that mm. were top quality. And guess what? That's why he flogged them. And he was thinking they could get over the line until it was mathematically impossible. This season, there is fight all over the place. I saw the picture of Gabriel in training today. Guess what? Everybody was thinking he's not back to... November, December. My guy is back in training. That tells you something. But guess what? Eddie has told everybody that cared to listen. I'm not here to come and be soft with you. I will fight. And that's what you need. Guess what? Look at the goalkeeper we went for, Raya. Ramsdale, no. And I like the attitude of Ramsdale. When they told him that Raya might come to take, he said, I have done it to other goalkeepers. Bring the fight on. Now, when you're in a team that everybody is on top of their game, they know that if I mess up, somebody is ready to. Guess what? You're going to be playing at your best. And oh, that okay. brings the best out of the team. Okay. So I, I, okay. I will allow you to talk. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, boss. Boss. I want you to look into this. Um, a player like um, Trostad, for instance. I think it was you or Rotimi that said it, that a player like Trostad will fit into the first 11 of any top four team in the EPL. And the person was talking Am I right? Am I right? I don't know. No, I was, the one that, I, was, I was the one that said it. I said top 16. Any top, okay, any okay, of the top okay, 16. Okay, good, good. Get where I am the, going yes. to, right? Where I am going to yeah. right now is um, we have watched Trostad even before he came to us now. There are matches that we have in watched. A different, in a different system. Yes. We have in a watched, different system. Yes, yes, yes. That was why I said before he came to us now. There are so many matches we have watched that a player like Saka or Martinelli, they are not doing well. But Ateta takes like 75, 80 minutes before bringing that guy. Is it like Ateta doesn't trust that guy? Abu, don't forget. Let, let me tell you, don't forget. What's the first job Ateta has ever had as a manager? What's his first job? Assistant coach. Exactly. This is his first. We forget easily that he's a greenhorn, yes. but he's yes. learning on the job. 
you see, you, you must give, you must yeah, give wait, them back. You don't wait, compare. Wait, people forget. Wait, wait, people, you people will not, yeah. you people will not run me straight here. This is my, <laughs> this is my point. Um, we are going to Ruth. Fortunately, Ruth is back with us, so we're going to start with that. Ruth, you're going to, you're an Arsenal fan today. This not tomorrow. We're going to tie all of you down. The four of you down. I'm going to tie you down. If you had a call to make the Premier League or the Champions League, what would you take? <laughs> oh, why is that a difficult question? <laughs> oh, sincerely, if I remember what happened in um, 2006, I think I'll go with the youth to help. But if I also remember that we do not have the Premier League of four years and we were very, very close last season, then I'll go for the title. For the league title, rather. And sincerely, why can't we just have both this one? <laughs> <laughs> both. Is it just like that? Ruth, you've answered the question. We can even have the treble or quadruple. Don't mind them. Let's go for everything. <laughs> oh, which one are you standing today? Which one? Okay. Um, okay. I think there's always a chance to win um, the Justel next season. And for the fact that um, there are more experience in the championship. So I think I'll be going for the Premier League rather. I think I, I think that we were very close last year, so I'll really look for the Premier League Considering that um, you, even your paranoia would not extend to Europe, so considering all of that, what, what would you take? Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I try to be a logical person. <laughs> Um, this is not so, so, so I, 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 I want to take this step by step. I think um, the first, the first, the first thing that Arsenal need to do is um, get themselves back into the the top echelons of um, the Premier League and win it. Arguably, mm. now we're back in the top echelons, like um, and um, and the goal is to win the EPL this season. Um, let's see how far we can go in the Champions League. Um, relearn what it takes to, to, to get to the finals, which we had done once before, and then um, go a step further. So for this season, I think um, the logical first step is win the APL, and then uh, from next season, we can start um, looking at how to lace it on um, winning the Champions League. Lace it on winning the Champions League. I lie, I'm sure this is for that thing. I want you one more around. Please put your work up. Yes, I do me. Abu. Yes, sir. You have a call to make Champions League or the Premier League last night. Yeah, the truth is, um, uh, for banter's sake, for banter's sake, um, yes. If you win the if you win the EPL now and you still see mm. people that would banter you that uh, na home base you be na house na you take get power. I have looked at teams like uh, PSG, the present PSG team, even mm. the if, if, even the likes of Napoli, the likes of Bayern Munich, the likes of mm. uh, Barcelona of mm. present. 
Um, if any one of those teams are better than the the Arsenal of last season or the present Arsenal, maybe just small, or we are on the same level. So, mm. if the likes of Napoli, um, Barcelona, PSG, if they could get to the quarterfinals, semi-finals, why can't mm. we? Why can't we? We have the players in this our team right now. Right now, I I I can boast of. You can you can win both of. So take take one. Yeah, it is very very possible for us to win it. There is not you know you know ads. To win both. Um, the Man City Man City won Man City won treble last season. Now Smotin they take better pass also. Now Smotin. So Apu, you win both. Is that what you're saying? We can, we can. I am not saying we will, but we can because we have we have lots of quality in that team. Mm. Lots mm. of quality. A William Saliba, a William Saliba and Gabriel. William Saliba and Gabriel. They are they are mm. two defenders I can boast of day and night. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have Odegaard and Thomas Partey in my midfield. I can boast of these two people. Every day, every time, we have qualities in that team. If we mm. can, if, if we have the opportunity to do it, I don't see why we can't win double. Nothing, nothing there for dear. Wonderful. So I am Bingo. not even thinking of one. I am thinking of both. Okay. Bimbo, because of what you have. Just like Ruth said. I want the league back for a reason because the league is a marathon. That's a true test. And no, like um, the former, uh, the popular saying that we say, the table does not lie after 38 games. It doesn't. So it doesn't lie after 38 games. So we were five points away last season and we know where we lost it. Hopefully we will get back. I will, for the, for the fun part of me and the banter side, the romantic part, you know, it was written in the sky. I would love a day at Wembley. There are those stories. I would love a day at Wembley. And guess what? Like Abu said, the difference in City. City could have gone without winning any trophy last season. It was just about yes. margins. Yes. They could have gone without winning anything last season. And guess what? They won the treble. Now, I'm not telling you, and I won't sit down here because there's a practical side of me also that I look at things logically looking at it there is a whole world of i won't sit down in august and be telling you we'll do the treble we'll do the quadruple if i do that with anybody it's banter but let's take one get at, at a time but if you ask me the minimum goal for me this season with the money we spend the squad we have the depth that we have the learnings of the manager in the last three seasons and guess what he's considered as one of the youngest the bright probably one of the brightest manager around he's hungry for it and guess what? The ownership has backed him. Everything has lined up that he knows that he needs to deliver. So for me, minimum of the two trophies, go for the league. And who says you can't go? The Champions League, the lock of the draw, the games, your players being fit. That will be the minimum. Going for the league and the Champions League. But who says that you can't go for everything? I like what, I will leave you with what... Um, Declan Rice said after the game. He said in games like this against Palace, you come here and you go into the mentality of every game wanting to win every single game. That is the mentality. So if you go with that mindset, guess what? 
the sky is not the limit. You're shooting for the heavens. So let's go and see how it ends. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thank you ever so much for taking out time to come on this Arsenal City preview of your Sports Memo podcast. I've heard you, both Abu and Bimbo, um, believe you can win more than one trophy. Um, won the champ- uh, won the title and Ruth also won the title. It's noted. We'll come back um, by this time, uh, sometime during the season. We'll do another Arsenal feature. So thank you, thank you all so very much um, for being a part of this um, show. Thank you. So, and to our listeners, it's been my pleasure having you listen to us. And until I come your way again with other clubs, I think I should be able to do um, Chelsea and Manchester United soon. Um, it is. My name is Calvin Mekonga. Peace.